With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. is the number to call. Follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. Uh, so we got a big show planned today. We got um, a lot of Knicks, Nets action, mostly Knicks. We're going to talk about uh, played good, played solid throughout the throughout the night last night. Played a tough Cleveland team. They were down a few players. The Knicks looked more like an NBA team than they have done in the last year, uh, tell you the truth. They're starting to gel together right now. It just looks like, uh, you know, kind of like a little convention with your name name tag on your left shoulder, not really knowing how each other plays, either each other's play styles. It seems that Carmelo Anthony is starting to filter the ball better around the court, uh, not taking as many shots. He's still missing a lot of shots, which is concerning. You don't know if he's going to be that guy that is just lethal from downtown or lethal with that pull-up J, you know, from outside the key. It, we don't know what he's going to be. Porzingis seems like he's not the D-League play, player that everyone thought he was going to be. He's playing good. He's playing well in the paint. He's dunking on people. He's grabbing rebounds. So that's a good sign. Now, the slowness of the Knicks offense, which I seen last night, and you know I was following it as much as I could, it seems like it's very muddled as far as playmaking goes, they're not quick to the ball. The fast breaks are killing them on, on defense. The other teams are just quicker and that shouldn't be the case with a young team. So it's kind of concerning how they're playing against these same teams of, of age, like caliber, like Cleveland, you know, and they're just getting beat to fast breaks, stolen balls. It's kind of like the same stuff that was happening last year, but Hey, that doesn't mean they're not playing better and they are playing better. So we got to see how that all unravels and see how it all goes with them. It, it, they just got to find their rhythm. Once they find their rhythm, this net team, this Nick team could be dangerous. And it could be not dangerous as far as going to the playoffs and, and doing damage, but it could be just building forward, especially when you got a new, you know, everyone's going on free agent next year. It's just going to be a wildfire with the whole new rule changes and everything. So, we we got to see what happens, how this year plays out. I, I wouldn't expect much. I'm thinking 35 to 40 wins. Uh, that's being really generous compared to what Vegas is thinking. So Vegas has them at 29 and a half. You never know. Uh, as with the Nets, lost another one. They look like they're in shambles from the front office to the president to the team to chemistry to everything. They're just all over the place. We don't know how the Nets are going to be, so we'll talk about that a little later on in the show. Uh, today, we have Paul Jackowitz from Giants Extra. Follow him at Giants Extra with an X, no E. Um, he's going to be coming on talking about the Giants, where they are, kind of where where they're going, some people coming back this week, some people not coming back this week, which is kind of concerning. You have Victor Cruz there, and JPP is going to make it back on the field before Victor Cruz, which is mind-boggling to me. I, I don't understand what this guy's doing. He can sure do a Showtime show and flaunt all his 
clothing brands around. Guy can't make it back on the field to produce, paying him $8 million a year. He cannot get back on the field. And I was, if I was a Giants fan, I'd be pissed about it. And everyone should be pissed about it. This guy's your number two receiver, and he can't make it back on the field. I don't understand it. Good news on the Jet front. We have our starting quarterback in place, which is phenomenal. Uh, we, we don't have to worry about Bryce coming in and, and kind of uh, my main concern with Bryce Petty coming in, if Fitzpatrick or Gino couldn't, couldn't make it is the fact that I wanted him to sit on the bench the whole year. He had to sit on the bench all year. Uh, we ruined two quarterbacks starting them too early. Listen, this is New York. This isn't Tennessee. Okay. Tennessee, you can go and, you know, play in the sand all you want and no one's going to say anything. New York, you, you want results. Everyone demands results in New York. So if he messes up or gets that pressure on him, you know, it just it's just a avalanche coming down. It just starts building and building. So in New York, it's it's a rough, rough place to start off a career bad. You cannot because you'll never get the fans back. And when you do, it's only for a short amount of time until you mess up again. And then they just want to, you know, set the pitchforks and the torches on fire. So it's good that he's back. He's wearing a special glove. We're going to go into that a little bit later. Uh, we're going to do some basketball first. Talk about that. Uh, 347-989-0635 is the number. Follow me at the Big Rig Show. Give me Twitter, Twitter questions, whatever you want. I'm here. I'm here for the next hour. And we're going to be doing this uh, probably around 12 every day. Like I said, I want to start off a little bit right now in my opening talking about participation trophies and I know some of the guys don't care about this and you will eventually if you have kids and, and whatnot, but this is, I've seen this all over the place. These kids getting trophies for just playing a sport. And I had a discussion yesterday and it really bothers me. You give these kids a trophy for everything. You tell them when they don't play well, that they had a good game. So when they do have a good game and you tell them they played well, it's the same thing as when they don't have a good game and they play well. Why are we coddling these kids in sports and telling them that they cannot fail? Of course they can fail. Life is about failing and coming up and overcoming that failure. And now you're sitting there telling this kid he's doing well all the time. So no matter what he does, is not a failure. And then you're rewarding it with a trophy. How is that fair to this kid? It's not. You're destroying this kid's confidence. You're building his confidence up so much that when he does fail, no matter how minuscule the failure is, he's going to be destroyed over it. How about you tell the kid, hey, listen, you tried. Wasn't your best game. You tried. That's a little bit more better than, hey, great game today, son, chip, Whatever you call your son, listen, that's not the case. My son messes up, I tell him he messes up. Not because I'm daddy dearest, because I want my kid to realize the difference between failure and greatness. And no kids today have that differentiation. They understand that what they're doing, no matter what, is good. No, it's not good. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Your kid comes home with a C or a B minus, is that good enough? No, it's not. Just because he passed and you don't want to deal with it? No, it's not good enough. Stop giving these kids participation trophies in everything. It's ridiculous. Donate to somewhere. I ran a football league last year. I said, you know what? Let's not do these participation trophies. Let's take all that money that we're using for these trophies, $1,000, $1,200, whatever it may be, and let's donate it somewhere to show these kids that there's real life issues out there that we could be spending this fake trophy cash on and we can be helping out other people finding a good a good cause to donate to whatever it may be even donating to a, a underprivileged sports program would have been better than giving these kids these fake plastic trophies that they have no clue why they got and no clue why they deserve and telling little Johnny boy over there that he had a great game when you know damn well he didn't have a great game. So let's stop coddling these kids and stop giving these participation trophies. 
All right, ran over. Sorry, had to get that off my chest. We'll be back with the Knicks. Take a break. 347-989-0635. Number to call. Follow me at The Big Rick Show on Twitter. Be back in a second. here 347-989-0635 follow me at the big rig show on twitter and uh we got uh paul jackowitz coming in from the giants extra a little bit later on in the show uh you might you won't really miss that talking about the giants see where they are uh little jets talk see where they're going to be this weekend and uh as for right now we're going to go over the nick game last night and the knicks played well they outshot the cleveland cavaliers ridiculously in the first and second quarter, they were, they looked like a team of <laughs> almost like a team of destiny last night. They were just knocking down everything. They held the Cavs to under 40% shooting. LeBron James was silenced pretty much the whole game. And then what happens? They fall apart again. Cleveland just starts playing faster, you know, more mental breakdowns by the Knicks, a lot of steals, a lot of bad passes. Vujovic, shooting everything last night just everything just the dude wouldn't stop shooting and it's kind of annoying when you have Carmelo Anthony on the team and Porzingis who's supposed to be your outlet guy now I I don't understand it I I know he's playing because we got some injuries and Flalo's injured and stuff but you gotta you gotta you know tighten the reins on this dude a little bit and we'll see what happens coming forward Uh, hopefully if Flalo gets back soon uh, we need him. We need his defense. We need everything from him. So they played fantastic in the first quarter. They were knocking down everything. I think they had 60% shooting or something like that in the first quarter, which is great. Uh, the They were clicking. It seemed to be firing. You almost said to yourself that, wow, we're gonna, we might win this game. <laughs> it looks like pretty good right now. And then in the third and fourth quarter, LeBron James takes over, and the dude is on Unstoppable, and that's why he's the best in the world. He's the GOAT, greatest of all time right now, LeBron James. 23 points, 
I think 12 of them came in the uh, fourth quarter, which is what you expect, especially with, you know, Irving out, Shumpert out, J.R. Smith out. Those guys don't uh, – Kyrie Irving does, but J., uh, Shumpert and J.R. Smith, you know, we've seen them many times. We've seen them for years and how they play. I mean, J.R. Smith can lose you a game alone just by missing shots. So – who knows if that would have been a bad thing? Because that dude, once he gets the rock, he wants to shoot, 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 and he is not acting. When he's off, he is off, and he will still shoot. So he could have lo- very well lost in the game and, and brought down their their you know their hot streak a little bit. But we lost in the end, and it, you still go into and leave the game positive. You went into the game positive. You left the game positive. Yeah, you lost. You lost by ten. Um. It was a lot closer than the scoreboard says. LeBron James took off, and he just – he does that. He steals the ball. He dunks on you. Della Vadova uh, just feeding the rock to Thompson. It, it was just – it was almost like it was harmonious in the fourth quarter for them, and, and they started playing faster. If you're going to attack, you know, fast breaks the way Cleveland does, you're, you're, you have a good shot at winning the game. If you're going to attack like the Knicks do, you're not going to win the game, and that's what happened last night. In the fourth quarter, when you mattered the most, we weren't aggressive, we weren't quick, and the, the Knicks just fell. And they fell to a good team. They played five really good teams this year. Now, people will argue Milwaukee's not a good team, and Washington suspect. Uh, I don't think so. I think Washington is not suspect. I think Milwaukee might be. They kind of fell apart. You know, they beat the Sixers last night. Uh, you know, that doesn't really say much. Uh, so, Knicks are going to – I want to see – you can always tell a good team in any sport if they beat up on bad teams. And we'll see when the Knicks start playing some bad teams what they do. If they start, you know, going to shootouts with them or losing to bad teams, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be a real long year. So, <clears throat> We have to see, like I said, what we're doing, where we're going from here. If Porzingis is going to be that go-to guy when Melo is faltering, and he faltered last night, put up 17 points. That is a dude that averaged 25, 26 points, sometimes 29 points. And he hasn't brought that assassin-like shooting mentality back yet, especially from the injury. So we don't know – if Melo's going to be back the way Melo used to be back, and it's it's yet to be seen, you know, when he's tapping the three fingers on his head, lights out, Melo-style st- shooting, we want to see that. And Nick fans, I know you want to get excited. I know you want to start believing in the team again because last year was just a travesty. And this year you're kind of wondering, can I can – I, engulf myself in Nick basketball again? Am I allowing myself to get wrapped up in this team to where they're not going to break my heart again? Now, breaking your heart as in losing 50 games. Not breaking your heart like losing in the first or second round of the playoffs. You'll sign up for the playoffs right now if you're a Nick fan. And you have to. Say, we've seen underachieving teams perform greatness in the past. We've just seen it this year with the Mets. They were a losing team last year, and they went to the World Series this year. All you need is that that click. You know, remember Lynn Sanity. Remember the 55-win game season. So all we need is that click and that that force to just keep driving towards, you know, what Knicks want and what the Knicks fans want, and that's a playoff berth, to be competitive. And all, all we're doing right now is we're so beaten down and, and – and ragged right now. All you want to do is be competitive, and we'll see. We'll see if they are competitive because it's not a good division. The, the East is not a good division at all. So they should they should manage a playoff spot. I'm, I'm hoping with 40 wins, 35 wins, because the East is just that bad. Moving over to the <clears throat> to the Nets, and if you're a Net fan right now, I mean, I don't know. Maybe take you behind the barn and end your friggin' misery because. This team is atrocious. It's going to be atrocious the entire year. You're not going to have anything to look forward to. Your front office is a mess. King has destroyed this team. The trades you made in the past are affecting the team right now. 
And you got to get from underneath that stuff. You have to start building towards a future. Now, I feel there if he does try to start building for a future, not the win now mentality, uh, the owner's probably going to get rid of him. But in the end, it's going to mean a lot better things for the for the Nets. They have to start building and and getting rid of some of the contracts. And I know they signed a few guys that for league minimums, a lot of veterans, Bargnani, and they're bringing these guys in, which is the right thing to do. You don't want to give anybody good contracts right now. You took away all your draft picks. And same thing with the Knicks. The Knicks took away their draft picks too. Hey, I am not condoning what the Knicks have done with this team over the last five, ten years. Definitely not. Do not think that. I mean, they have destroyed their team as well. But now they're starting to build. Phil has this plan in place that's coming together, and you're going to have a lot of money start freeing up next year. Now, the Nets, on the other hand, I don't know their financial situation to say I'm speaking from what I hear and what, what goes on. I, it seems like they're in shambles. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it out from underneath themselves anytime soon. They got a lot of draft picks lost. Same thing with the Knicks. Have a lot of draft picks. No, they don't have another draft pick next year. But it's the free agent. It's the year of the free agency next year. Let's put it that way. Everyone is going to be a free agent. If the, if they were smart, like LeBron, and they can opt out and, and do that kind of thing, they want to be free agents next year because that's when the whole rule changes come and the contracts can, you know, max out. So, We'll see what happens with the Nets, see if they can land anybody. Because their roster right now, I mean, you just look at it, it's a shell of what it used to be. And it's kind of crazy. And you have, I mean, Brooke Lopez, yes, he, he's good. He put up 27 points last night. Yeah, that's fine. That's what you expect from Brooke Lopez. But then you have nobody that can score at a consistent level. Young put up 14. That's an anomaly. You know, uh, Bogdanovich put up 12, which is great. He had 14 offen- offensive rebounds last night, which is is way more than the Hawks had. They had six. And you still got destroyed. It just tells you your shooting percentages and everything was off. 23% from the uh, three. Come on now. You got, you got to do better than that, that 23%, especially when you're taking 21 shots. Got to do better than 23%. And that's where you lose the game because you're, you're, you're hovering around the Hawks when it comes to shots made from, you know, field goals and whatnot. But then the threes are where you're getting killed. You're making five of 21. They're making eight of 22. And that's where, you know, that's where that's nine points right there. You add nine to what you have and it's a lot closer game and maybe it's more manageable for you guys. Maybe you get a little more fired up towards the end. But when you're down by 14 and you don't want to be there and you know your team is is junk, it's a hard, hard thing to come back from. And now you're 0-5 and and you're not going to – it seems like you're not going to have any fans by the end of the year. Probably by mid-year you're not going to have any fans. So we'll we'll see what happens with the Nets. we're going to take a break real quick. 347-989-0635 is the number to call at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. Follow me. Be back after this.
Bay Bay back. Three four seven nine eight nine zero six three five is the number to call. Follow me at Twitter at the Big Rig Show. Uh, we're gonna switch it over to football a little bit. Um, now the Giants and Jets go into a week where it's kind of must wins for both teams. Both lost last week. The Giants have the Bucks. The Jets have the Jaguars. Two very formidable opponents. Very easy, uh, but nothing is easy in the NFL, as we all know, anybody can falter. Anybody could lose to anybody at any given week. And it's kind of a a nice change from back in the nineties where people were just beating each other 48, nothing every week. And there was no salary cap and Jerry Jones was ruling the roost. And now it's all changed. Now everyone's competitive uh, for the most part. It's kind of hard. You have a couple bad drafts and you feel, feel yourself back in the, back in the womb again of the NFL and not being able to get out and, and see the light of day. So the Raiders have been there for a long time. They have been not able to get to that birth canal. And now they're finally seeing that light and they're coming out and the Raiders look good. A lot of, it's it's almost like a brand new NFL coming around. Got a lot of teams that were the Goliaths are falling. Uh, some teams are still there, the Patriots, the Packers, but you know, the Seahawks, the Niners, uh, Ravens, Steelers, uh, these, these teams are all digressing. So that is good. Regressing, I should say. Uh, that is good. We're seeing a lot of different teams. Maybe, uh, you know, we're seeing the building up of other teams coming through. So, you know, the Vikings are there. Okay. They, you can't really say the Falcons, but you can say the Panthers. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Panthers. I don't necessarily agree um, that they're one of the great, best teams in the uh, NFC, even in the NFL, let alone the NFC. So uh, they haven't played a team that has a winning record yet. But uh, getting back to our Giants and Jets, and we're going to start off with the Giants a little bit. And uh, we got Paul Jackowitz from Giants Extra coming in in a few minutes. And he's going to talk about where the Giants are going, what they're going to be doing, um, how they've done so far. We're going to get into that. So, you know, waiting on his phone call. And then we'll get him on. And the Giants are, you know, they got a lot of injuries and a lot of people coming back at the same time. Now, you heard me talk about Victor Cruz. Larry Donnell, we don't know. We don't know if he's going to do it. Uh, Jason Pierre-Pauls looks like he's coming back. We don't know that yet. Uh, Prince of Mukamara could return. And if I was a Giant fan and I had, you know, your whole secondary is pretty much wiped out. It's all, all depleted and that's why you're having this problems covering the pass. And when you face a good quarterback, as in Drew Brees, he's going to throw 52 on you, ring up 52 real quick and send you home. And that's what happened. Now you guys had a great fight. Don't me wrong. You fought back. You fought well. But you have to be in there. You have to hang in and you have to win that game. A couple coaching decisions that I've seen were kind of suspect and it seems to be that way all year with Coughlin. He seems to have had <clears throat> these lapses in coaching throughout the season, and it's going to hurt you guys eventually. Now, you're 4-4 four and four right now, which is, you know, I'm, I'm a lot after that first week and the second week, no one thought you'd be 4-4, four and four, but everyone is hanging around that division. That's a problem. You can't let these guys hang around, especially the Cowboys. You let the Cowboys hang around, and what's going to happen is when he, Romo comes back and Des Bryant becomes 100%, they're going to wipe the floor with that division. Now, tiebreakers and whatnot, you're, you split the year, so that hurts too. Now, some say you should have won the first game, and I believe that too. It was a lot of bad decisions by your coaching staff, and it cost you a game. And you cannot lose games in the National Football League made by your coaches. Can't do it. Time management, play calling. I mean, come on. We seen it last year in the in the Super Bowl. A play call. You have the best back in the NFL. Pass it from the one yard line. It boggles my mind how coaches can outthink themselves. And if if the Giants are gonna do that, they're it's gonna be a long, long second half of the season. And who knows what they're gonna do. Now you have Danell, who was kind of like a hero. And 
you know, he had that one great catch and you know, not so much a hero, but he was building up to be a decent tight end and he gets injured. You have a lot of people just starting to get injured. Uh, Vereen has been great for you guys, which is fantastic for you. Uh, Victor Cruz, you know how we feel about that. Um, who knows? That guy is just more involved in so many things off the field than on the field. I don't think he cares to come back. I, I, I do think he made a, a statement a couple years ago that he was trying to build like an empire like to uh, around football or off the football field um, just to get his, you know, something to do after football, which is fine, but you can still play football in the meantime. That's what got you there. That's what got you this fame. So let's not forget where we came from. And I, I feel like he's, he's forgetting where he came from. Now we are going to welcome in Paul Jack was from the giants extra. He's a giants writer. He's an editorialist. Follow him com, and uh we're gonna welcome him in right now hey paul you there how you doing bud i'm good how are you i'm great i'm great it's a big rich show welcome on um thank you so so you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh how you run your uh your site your twitter feed and, and all that stuff and how you got into following the the giants a little bit well i'm actually i actually live down in maryland right now i grew up in new york um, moved down here 10 years ago to marry my wife, who lives just from down here. So that's how I got down here. And there's actually quite a few Giants fans down here, which is great. Um, but I got started really writing about the Giants back in 2009 or 2008. Um, being a Giants fan down here, it was, you know, you don't get the same coverage, obviously, because it's mostly Redskins and Ravens. And so I thought, you know, let me let me kind of get my own thoughts out there. And, and I, I, I know how that fight. is. <laughs> I'm a giant. I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, and for baseball, so I have to do everything cross country. So I know, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, I grew up a Knicks fan, Giants fan, um, Yankees fan. I honestly don't even watch baseball and basketball like I used to because it's. I mean, they're on national TV a lot, but it's just not the same. And honestly, I don't have the time anymore. But so I started writing about the Giants in 2009, and um, and then actually I, I created. I said, you know, I enjoy writing about the Giants, but I really love the NFL. Let me start an NFL site, and then I started a site that's called ProFootballZone.com, and I started that in 2010. And actually, I just, just actually just sold the site um, about last month. I sold it, um, but I created okay. Giants Extra last December because I, I had a feeling I was going to move on and from the NFL and just do the Giants. Um, you know, covering the NFL is great, but it's a lot of work. I mean, I'd work 16, 18 hour days writing and stuff, and um, I wanted to do something with that would take less time. And uh, so I started Giants Extra again last December, and then um, this year really going hard and trying to cover the team and uh, write more uh, opinionated content as well as news and stuff. So um, growing up a Giants fan, it's easy to talk about them, and uh, they're obviously got a lot of issues this season, which we will uh, go into. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I follow you. I, I read your stuff. It's 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 really good stuff. If anybody wants to follow him, he's at Giants Extra, and. Um, you seem to be passionate about the Giants. Now, you got this Tampa Bay game coming on Sunday. Uh, the Giants had a, a heartbreaking shootout against the Saints that brought them to 4-4 four and four for the season. Uh, they're still very much alive in the division. How does it affect the team moving forward with a loss like that? You know, I think they'll be able to come overcome it just because you look at the first two games they lost, which, again, I heard you saying they shouldn't have lost, but that's the NFL that happens all the time. Again, it's, it, it came down to probably poor decision-making from coaches, players. Um, but, you know, I think they'll bounce back. And, again, look, they got embarrassed by the Eagles just a few weeks ago on, on national TV, and they yeah. bounced back and, and yep. won. So I think they know, you know, we, we can bounce back and win. The problem is, do they have the talent to do so? We'll, we'll find out. Well, defensively, and you know what? That's a sign of a good team when you can bounce back from a bad loss. And if they can bounce back from the bad loss, and depending how their defense does, man, they, they could they could make some noise, but we'll never know. Um, now, Eli and the offense last week, they showed us what they can accomplish. Uh, if the defense, as we just talked about, can get it fixed and, you know, move forward, are they going to be trouble in January? Or, or, or are they one and done if they make the playoffs? Right now, they, they'll be lucky to make the playoffs right now. <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, I know. I, know I don't that. think they're a playoff. Hey, they're in the leading division right now, though, Paul. Yeah, you know? right, that's only week nine. 
you know, we seen the yeah. we seen the Giants lead the division, um, you know, week four, week six, never usually late in the season it seems lately. And the next week they don't have it. Like, look, they they were first place. The Eagles beat them, and then they were back in second place. And obviously they're back in, in, in ahead right now. But you know, you're right. Once once Tony Romo comes back, it's going to be another story. Dallas is probably the best team in the division. The Giants are one dimensional offense. They have no running game. And the Eagles said, you know what? We you, we're going to prove to everybody it's not hard to stop you. We're going to get after Eli Manning, and then that's it. You know, once you stop Eli Manning, because really Eli Manning's been carrying them. Once you stop him, the team they can't only score seven points against Philly, because once you yeah. stop him, that's it. They're done. They can't run the ball. And um, you know, last week, last week really wasn't even a game where they you even want to bother trying to run the ball. I guess. They, maybe it would have been good well, to slow down the yeah. game a little bit. Well, yeah, but, um, you can't really run the ball in a game like that, man. It's it's hard no. to because once you do, once you do, if they, you know, something happens or you don't get a first down or you don't score, and now you're all of a sudden you're down by two or three scores. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you know, but it came down to that decision of Coughlin. You have to wonder why he didn't have them his punter punt the ball out of bounds. You know, of course, there's no guarantee that they would have won the game if they went to overtime. But yeah, there are, yeah, I think you're right. I heard you say that Coughlin's been making some pretty bad decisions. I think also on the other side, he, it's actually one of the best coaching jobs that he's done in his team because just how bad they are. You know, they are yeah, yeah. a passing team. You know, that's uh, all oh, they can do. They can't run the ball. That is true. That is true. I, I mean, I think they're utilizing Shane Vereen well. Um, but as far as the punk goes, he was tell, he was telling the media that he was punting for distance and not going out of bounds. I, 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 some, hey, it's mind-boggling some of the things that comes out of his mouth. But, you know, he is 4-4, four and four, so you can't really get on him too much. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. you could say yeah, distance is important, but do you really want to run the risk of them returning it for a touchdown? Look, look at the Sean Jackson what back in uh, – Oh, you know, God, remember that? And, you know, so yeah. Yeah. you don't want those uh, meltdowns again. Oh, I know. I know. Okay, so <laughs> now there's a – there's a report that JPP might be coming back. Um, if he does come back and he gets on the field, does he have an immediate impact on the defense, or does it take him a few weeks to get into some football shape here? Oh, it'll take him a few weeks. I don't think he'll be a full-time starter for at least three, four games. But he, he'll make an immediate impact. I mean, anybody, would you would make an immediate impact right now. This defense is so bad. <laughs> they, they, well, I don't know about anybody, that. We, we, you and I could go out there and probably get some keep they got, they got a fullback rushing the passer, doing better than all of their defensive linemen right now. I mean, I know uh, Woodlock was, was a defensive lineman in college, but he wasn't really – they didn't bring him on to be a defensive lineman. He's small. You know, he's not really a defensive lineman, but he's doing better than the guy they have right now. He's going to make an impact. Yeah, he's, he's missing a finger, but – I don't think that that's going to really hold him back, to be honest. He's going to get after the quarterback. I don't know how many sacks he's going to get, but, again, if he even just um, applies more – I can't imagine he's not going to get put more pressure on the quarterback or can't won't put more pressure on the quarterback than the guys they have now. I just I can't imagine that he won't. The guys – I mean, George Selvey is a bad player. Robert Ayers is not very good. Well, he's yeah, okay. yeah. He was good last year, but he, he hasn't done anything this year. He's not a great defensive end. They don't have anybody to get after the quarterback. Uh, and that's the problem. It showed showed last week. Now, when you're talking about JPP, you're talking about a finger, and it is only a finger. And all these reports about him not being able to play again, it's it's a finger, guys. I don't understand. Like, I yeah, <laughs> sometimes sometimes you do have to grab a jersey every now and then, but the majority of your tackles are wrapping up, and you, that finger is not that important. So the reports about him not being able to play, or, or I always felt were overblown. And uh, getting back to his finger. Now, he blew it off in July, July 4th accident. We all know that. And is it amazing to you? And this is what bothers me. Cannot understand it. And it probably bothers every other Giant fan out there. How is Victor Cruz back before JPP, who blew off a finger? It boggles my mind. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't really get it either. I just saw on Twitter um, one of the beat writers said that he's sprinting today. I don't know what that means. But, yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> like, I mean, who knows? I mean, what's it, did he maybe did he uh, suffer a setback? That's for sure. I have to wonder if maybe oh. he suffered a setback to his knee, and they just won't won't say or 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 what's going on with the calf. Uh, it's uh, it's probably it is, it is an confusing. Yeah, it, it's it's, it's, probably it's really confusing. Probably. Yeah. So um, you know, it, it, that you have that, and I feel you're you're a better. Old, you have JPP come back. He's going to get more pressure now. Prince 
they're saying might come back this week. Prince of Mukamara. If he does come back, he's got to make it an immediate impact. He has to bolster that secondary. What do you think about that? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the biggest problem, uh, their secondary has actually played pretty well. Merriweather's, you know, actually has helped them a lot. Merriweather's actually one of their best defensive backs this year, which is kind of surprising. It seems like he stopped, he stopped headhunting now and has actually tried to cover people. He's actually made up for some blown coverages. Um, so I think he's played well. Um, the biggest issue, I think, was having Trevin Wade play. And the reason why Wade is playing is because oh, of Prince he, being out. Yeah, he is awful. You know, he is you bring, awful. He, he looks lost in coverage. Oh, you know, my God. Bring, now, I think I can play better than him out there. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Prince is back, then, uh, you know, you can move Hosley back maybe to the slot and you don't have to have Wade do it. Um, because, you know, they said McBride I, McBride got benched in favor of Wade. I don't understand. I know McBride hasn't been great, but he's better than Wade. I just don't I don't understand that. But anyway, hey. I think, yeah, Prince will be huge having him back. Hopefully, if he comes back, he'll be able to stay healthy. I mean, he's, a, he's turned into a very good corner. Unfortunately, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy the past few years. Hey, and that's that's a big reason why a lot of the secondaries and and it always seems the cornerbacks are the most vulnerable position for some reason. They're always, I guess, because it's the sharp cuts and whatnot, and and what goes on with the hits and full on hitting, and and they always seem to get a little injured more than more than regular players besides running backs. But um, moving on, the Giants are playing the Bucks this week. Uh, what do they? What do you think they need to do to come out with a W this weekend? Because it's it's important and it's almost like a must win for them because they got to start distancing themselves from that division. What do you think they need to do? You got to stop the run. You know, you have to stop um, Doug Martin, who's all of a sudden now back on track to where he was as a rookie. Yeah, he's What's back. And, and you know what? You know, yeah. what, uh, real quick, let me cut you off there. Uh, the Giants in the first couple games of the year had the number two, I believe, run stopping defense in the league. And what happened? And I guess that Cowboy game just totally destroyed them, right? I think it's. I think part of them might be injuries. I don't know. It's just. It is kind of interesting what what happened. Philly was like. See, I think Philly was the worst first team to actually really run on them. And um, it is confusing, like, what's going on. I'm guessing it's injuries. of linebacking core has just been really depleted with injury. John Beeson is John Beeson is done. I mean, the guy's yeah, done. I, th- I, mean, I think, I think so, knee, too. You know, it's, it's his knee. You know, microfracture surgery, you don't just recover from. A lot of guys end their career, and he had that a few years ago with, with the Panthers, and that's why they traded him. He's a good – he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. mentally. He can direct the defense, but he's a shot, you know. And then they got some inexperienced guys. Jonathan Casillas is a good player, but he's really not a starter. He's more of a special teams guy. Um, mm-hmm. They got Unga, who is a good rookie, but and has really actually made some great plays. But he's, of course, he's not there mentally because he's just a rookie. Um, so they got, you know, they got some. I think that's the biggest, biggest thing is our linebackers right now. Um, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. If, I'm sure it's more to it than that. But yeah, all of a sudden, their their run defense is now like one of the worst in the NFL when it was, when yeah. it was so good the first few weeks. Maybe it was just pure luck for the first couple of weeks. Maybe they just didn't face a couple. <laughs> of, you know, I, I don't know what it was. But uh, so, as far as your division wise goes, um, who do you think is the biggest threat to you guys as far as you know re- recrowning or unseating you guys at, at the top of the division right now? Or do you think it's just a big wash between the teams? I think it's the Cowboys. The Eagles are terrible. You know, they they played well against the Giants, but. Look at that game. If you go back, they were their offense was horrible. Sam Bradford was terrible. You know, their oh offense yeah, yeah, totally yeah you know what? Chip Kelly has totally destroyed that team. If you listen to my show a couple of weeks ago, I totally dismantled Chip Kelly because I think he's a fool for trying to come in here and run in this offense. He totally he got rid of good players for right below good players, and then he, dude, it was like the biggest bait and switch thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe the the Philly fans aren't going crazy right now, and it's it's kind of sad. I think I think they are, but yeah, it's not much you can do. It is sad because Sam Bradford is not as good as Nick Foles, and of course, the Marshall Murray, he's not a fit for that that running style. Murray's used to Murray's, Murray's used to running out of the eye formation or single back. He's not used power to running back. out of shotgun. He's pa- power yeah. football. He's, yeah, he plays power football. And when you have a line like the Cowboys had, you can run in between the tackles and play power football. When you play with the Eagles, you have to be a finesse back, and that's not the Marshall Murray. That's Lashawn McCoy. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so I, I don't see them as a threat. The Redskins are they're pretty good. They had a great win against the Buccaneers, but Kirk Cousins is nothing more than an average backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, he's better than Robert Griffin III. 
That's why he's starting. But I can't – I mean, they, they never know. They could beat the Giants the next time they play. I won't, I won't put that out. I mean, I won't rule that out. But, um, they, you know, they, anybody they're Anybody can beat threat. anybody in this league. <laughs> anybody can beat anybody. Um, but, again, um, the Cowboys are the biggest threat right now to the Giants just because of dead Ryan, of course, and then you're going to get Romo back within the next week or two. Oh, um, it looks like. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, they're the biggest threat. And wouldn't be shocked if they won a division. Okay. Now, last question, and – kind of like a generalized statement here. How do you feel going forward the Giants will end their, their second half of the season? Are they going to be a playoff team, you think, or judging by their schedule and their, their uh, forecoming opponents, or do you think they're just going to fall back and, and, and not make the playoffs? You know, I would like to think that they'll make the playoffs, but I'm just going to say they won't um, just because of the defense, <laughs> how bad it is. And to yeah. be honest, the Giants just they have not ended seasons well lately in the last few years, and this is one of the worst teams they've had in a long time. Um, you know, they do have a tough schedule. You know, you got the Patriots next. Again, a part of me would like to think, okay, the Giants will play them tough because they always play them tough. But Tom Brady is going to have a field day with with their defense. Hey, you, hey you, listen, you they, yeah, I agree. They have the recipe to beat the Patriots, but you know what they're missing? Strahan. Tuck, yeah. Omenura, you know what I mean? That's how you beat exactly. the Patriots, and they don't have that anymore. So I don't know yeah. how they're going to do it at this time. Sorry, it seems like every year they play the Patriots, they win the Super Bowl, though. And this is the kind <laughs> of sneaky team the Giants have that they're going to be facing this, you know, come January or February, we're going to be seeing Giants-Patriots again. And if that happens, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm, I'm off the air. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's it's. Uh, I wish they. I hope I would love for them to go to the Super Bowl, but I don't see it happening. You know, like you said, they don't have their their three great defensive ends they had, and that's one of the things that confused me about this team. Just how one day they were great at brushing the quarterback, next day they aren't. And you have to wonder, is Jerry Reese? I mean, he's he not done a good job. You know, in the NFL, you see oh. teams they have to you have to rebuild on the fly. The Steelers have kind of done it. The Patriots do it. The Giants have not done it on defense. They have just gotten. They've rock bottom on defense. Hey, listen, I said that the other day when, uh, you know, you're a team that's built on your front four and you've won Super Bowls from your front four. If you're the Giants' front office, how do you not go through the draft and rebuild your front four as the number one priority, which you know your offense is going to be fine. You got Eli there. You got Beckham. You got uh, Cruz. You, you can win with those guys. Now, it's time for the defense and your 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 bread and butter, the soul of your defense. You're not rebuilding in the draft. How do you feel about that? I I wanted to ask you that. I, I, thanks for reminding me about that. How do you feel <laughs> that, that he has he just hasn't rebuilt? And it's kind of frustrating if you're a Giants fan to look at Jerry Reese and say, "Hey, he's doing a good job." When he's really not doing a good job. Yeah, I mean he's hit on some picks, but he's missed on a lot. Demontre Moore has been terrible. You know, I guess he when he drafted him, he thought, "Okay, he'll be able to slide in and gradually become a starter." Well, he's he's failed pretty much. They got this kid now from UCLA, Owa, and I can't pronounce the last name. That guy, he he's actually <laughs> yeah. just went on a short-term IR. Um, made probably done for the uh, year. So yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 it's, and I guess they figured out oh, Jason Pierre-Paul will be here. But Jason Pierre-Paul, he hasn't even been great the past few years. Last year, I think he had double-digit sacks, but they were mostly against teams like Washington and Jacksonville. He's kind of disappeared over the last couple of years against the best, the better teams in the league. Again, hopefully this this whole incident will help him actually maybe um, be more hungry this year. We'll see how he does, but he's still their best defensive end. But yeah, I mean they just I, I, to me I'm like you know Jerry Reese. Uh, you have to wonder if his job's going to be on the line for the Giants. They have a lot of grace with their coaches and their front office, but he's he's failed pretty miserably when it comes to reloading that that uh, pass rush. I, I definitely agree. All right, uh, Paul, awesome job. Thank you for coming on. Uh, hopefully we'll get you back uh, next week and we'll talk about how the, the Bucks did against the Giants. I don't know if you're available or whatnot, but uh, it's been a great show, man. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate All it. All right. Dude. Thanks for having me. All right, Paul. Thanks, man. All right, we got Paul Jackowitz from uh, the Giants Extra. Follow him at Giants Extra with an X, no E. Uh, we're going to be back in a second, 347-990-635. You want to comment on what Paul said, follow me at The Big Rig Show on Twitter. You want to comment what I said, doesn't matter. We're, we're here to talk about New York sports, and that's it. Be back after this.
And we're back. It's the Big Rig Show. 347-989-0635 is the number to call. Follow me at the Big Rig Show on Twitter. And uh, we just had Paul Jackowitz on, a little bit of interview with the Giants. Um, all you Giant fans out there, I'm sure you agree with what he was saying. Uh, his concerns, all that stuff is, is pretty much on par with what everyone's been thinking all year. Uh, we all knew that. So coming in uh, as a Giant standpoint, must win this weekend. Jets, we're going to get into the Jets right now for a little five-minute uh, jet talk. Uh, Giants pretty much controlled the whole episode today, but that's a good thing. We always got to you know, spread the wealth a little bit. Now, the Jets need to win this football game on Sunday. It is a must-win. I don't care if it's the middle of the year. I don't care if they're 4-4 four and four, or 4-3, four and three, rather. It's a must-win. We need to go to 5-3. and three. We need to start separating ourselves from what? You know, for playoffs. That's what. All right. We have to start separating ourselves because you know how the Jets can operate later on. And they start they haven't formed that cohesiveness yet that you want to see your football team start forming by week nine. They haven't done it. They need to start forming it. Okay. To become that that juggernaut that you want. Now the, the Packers usually do it. The the Patriots always do it. I mean, they, they usually start off slow, which is amazing how they started off so strong this year. And they start off slow, They and they build, build, build. by the time they reach, uh, reach week 12, they're unstoppable. But they've gotten to that early this year. We want to see that with the Jets. We want to see this team start building, get a little co- continuity with our quarterback situation, with our running back situation. We want Chris Ivory to be more consistent. We want Fitzpatrick to be more consistent. We want our receivers to catch the ball when they're in the end zone. When they don't catch the ball when they're in the end zone and we lose the games because of it, it frustrates us even more than losing a game outright 50 to nothing. Because when you you dangle the carrot in front of our faces and we can't get it, we get annoyed. And this is New York, very low tolerance for the BS out there. So Jets, let's get there. Let's destroy them. Get in there, beat them up, quick win, get out, and let's start planning for the next game. I'm not saying this is a look-ahead game, but we need to win this football game. So, Jet fans, I hope you're rejoicing. Giant fans, hey, listen, I want to see the Giants in the playoffs. I love when the Giants and the Jets are both in the playoffs. It gives you that, you know, 2001, 2000 Met Yankee Super Bowl uh, World Series kind of a, a – how great would a Giants-Jets – Super Bowl be it. Hey, listen, we all know it's not happening this year. I know. I, it would be great, but uh, maybe, uh, you know, I should lay off the peyote or something like that because I have high hopes. I do. I have high hopes. Man, I got to lay off the peyote. I know I do. I know. But, hey, I can dream. I can dream. And I can also <sighs> toke it up, too. And that's that seems to be what I'm doing right now. But when I'm in the room and I'm all by myself, I am making the hammer. Put in my room. And I'm making the hammer for the Jets to come on and win this weekend. We'll see what happens. We got it. Giants fans rejoice. Jet fans rejoice. Let's make it a good weekend. Let's get our 25 cent Dunkin' Donuts coffees on Monday because that's all my wife cares about. She talks about this 25 cent Dunkin' Donuts coffee. When the Giants lost on Sunday, she was like, oh, now I need the Jets to win. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> seriously? You're, you're sitting next to one of the biggest Jet fans in the world, and you want it because you want to coffee. I'll throw you the dollar. All right? Root for the Jets. Buy four of them. But, you know, that's my wife. That's my life. <laughs> I'm sure that's everyone's life. Uh, good show today. Big uh, big thanks to Paul. Jack goes from Giants Extra. At Giants Extra, G-I-A-N-T-S-X-T-R-A. Follow him. He has some good stuff. He posts a lot of good Giants insider stuff. His editorials are great. Uh, read them. You won't be disappointed. Uh, next week, we're going to have Hillary come back. Uh talked to her yesterday. Uh, we'll talk a little Jets with her. Hopefully, Paul come back next week again. We can do that. And uh, I'd like to thank Life After for my break music. Um, do a good job. Just hopefully they'll write me a new song and I can uh, mix out some other stuff and I got to get them on that. You know, I'll get, Hey, this is getting big time now. I need, I need people to start writing me songs and stuff. I just got an iTunes 
uh, may get featured on uh, Blog Talk Radio here. So that'd be great. All right. Thanks for listening. And as always, you guessed it. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Um, I'm so glad you said that to me. I, you know, that really brightens up my head every time I hear it. Thank you, guys. I got to see you later. Good show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.